Hello and welcome to the next episode of the 100K Method, a limited podcast series about how to strategically scale your online course to six-figure success. I'm your host, Gillian Perkins, digital entrepreneur, marketing strategist, and seven-figure course creator. I created this series because when I started my online business, I was broke, living paycheck to paycheck, and my biggest goal was to create a consistent stream of passive income, but I had a really hard time figuring out how. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing a bit of tough love in helping you honestly answer the question, is my course ready to scale to six figures? Because in my experience, a course simply not being ready is one of the most common reasons that people fail to reach their passive income goals with it. It's not that they don't have a good marketing strategy, understand how funnels work, or have a bad course. It's just that they haven't yet set their course up to profit. We became entrepreneurs because, more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work, so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. Now, if you've been following along with this series, then I'm sure you're not surprised to hear me say that one of the most important things for you to do to set your course up for success and to set it up to be able to scale to six figures is to validate your course. But it goes a little bit beyond that, not just validating the course itself. Specifically, you need to make sure that you validate that there is, in fact, demand for the outcome your course creates. Also, that there's demand for the format your course is in for that outcome. You'll also need to validate your course's price, as well as your course's name, and of course, your marketing messages, meaning do you know what people want out of your course, why they want it, and what obstacles they are perceiving might stop them from getting it. We'll talk more about each of those things in a few minutes here, but First, I want to just explain to you exactly what a validation process really looks like and how it works. The validation process has three phases. You start with market research, analyzing competition, what other similar products are on the market, and also analyzing search data. Then you move on to target audience research, where you interview potential customers to learn how they describe their desires, motivations, and obstacles. Talking to real people is so important, and our students in Validate and our students in 100K Mastermind often tell us that doing the validation process and specifically doing the market research interviews has been the most valuable, most impactful part of the process for them. The thing that really changed everything and finally equipped them to be able to scale their course. Finally, with that market research and those interviews behind you, you put your product to the test by beta launching it. But this beta launch isn't just throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing if it sticks, because by this point in the validation process, you have enough information to make a very informed guess at what will work. The beta launch, therefore, serves primarily to prove your hypothesis. It also facilitates earning your first dollars because getting the ball rolling on that is 
always the hardest part of making money online. And finally, this beta launch also allows you to get some great testimonials, which you can then leverage in your 100K funnel for even higher conversion rates. Okay, so now that you understand what the validation process actually looks like, let's talk about what you're trying to discover through this process. We're going to go through each of the things that I mentioned in that list I went through before, including validating that there's demand for the outcome, demand for the format, that the price is correct, that your course name is proven, and also your marketing messages. We're going to go through each of those things in a bit more detail. All right, so first of all, demand for the outcome. So what this means is, do people actually want the outcome that your course is creating for them? Now, this has a few different facets. The first one is that you need to make sure that your course does have one clear outcome, as we talked about in a previous episode in this series. If you don't have a clear outcome, then you can't validate that there is demand for that outcome. It makes the validation so much easier and makes your results so much more certain if everything is clear and cohesive right from the start. You know exactly what you're validating, the people you're talking to, the people you're selling to, know the outcome that your course is creating. And so then at the end of the validation process, you know that you have proven that there is demand for that specific outcome. You will be able to discover if there is demand for that outcome throughout all the parts of your validation process. First of all, by analyzing the market itself and seeing if there are products on the market that help with creating a similar outcome that shows you that other people are selling products like your product idea. And that indicates that there may be a demand for that outcome. You can also verify it through search data. Are people searching for help with getting that outcome? And then in your your market research interviews, which in Validate and in 100K Mastermind, we call these DMO interviews because they are interviews to determine people's desires, motivations, and obstacles. When we talk to people about their desires, that's when we really figure out exactly what it is that they want and whether that is aligned with the outcome that your course creates. And then finally, when you get to the beta launch phase, you get to say back to those people you interviewed the words they said to you. They told you that they wanted help with such and such or that they wanted a certain outcome. And you say that back to them. You tell them this course will get you this outcome and you see how they respond. Now let's move on to talking about demand for the format. This is another thing that you need to prove that people in fact want to have a course with the format of the course that you are creating. So let me give you a little example to show you what this means. Let's say that you've verified that there is demand for the outcome. For example, maybe you have discovered that busy moms do in fact want their lives to be simplified and become more organized. They have too much on their plates. They want some help somehow sorting things out and making their lives a bit simpler so that they can do all the things they want to do. So you think, great, I'll create a course to teach them how to do that. But maybe that's not the format they want for getting that outcome, because maybe these busy moms don't have time on their plate to go through a course, or at least they feel overwhelmed and they don't want to put something more on their plate. So maybe the format that they want for receiving this outcome is something like a done for you service where they meet with you one time and then you hand them back a perfectly organized schedule. Now, of course, this is just an example, and maybe that's not the format they want, but it's an example of why a format might not be a good fit for a certain outcome or a certain target customer. Now, you can figure this out to some extent 
during the interview part of the validation process, when you are talking to people about what exactly they want, their desires, and also their motivation, why they want that. You can use your logical reasoning skills to think about, is this format that I have in mind for my course going to satisfy those desires and work along with their motivation for those desires? But ultimately, the thing that will be the most telling about whether or not they want the format that you are trying to deliver your product in is during the interview process, you discover they wanted that outcome. But then in the beta launch process, did they actually buy it? If they didn't, there's a pretty high chance that it might be the format of your course that is the thing that they're objecting to. They want the outcome, but they don't want to buy a course to get that outcome. The next thing you need to make sure you validate to be able to scale your course to six figures is the price. Now, this is a big one because there are so many courses on the market that are not doing well because they're priced wrong. But what you might be surprised to learn is that it's more often a price that is too low that is problematic than a price that is too high. Of course, though, that's not to say that your price can't be too high. It certainly can be. We've all seen a course out there that sounded pretty interesting, but was way more expensive than that outcome was worth to us. When choosing your course's price, you need to think very carefully about the target market that you have in mind for your course. Who are you going to sell it to? And how much is that outcome worth to those people? How much are they aware that that outcome is worth to them? Now, the price is something that you're going to work on throughout the validation process. Starting at the very beginning when you're analyzing your competitors, you can see what prices are already on the market, and that is a good indicator of what general price you'll want to aim for. I always say that we want to aim for the high side of average. So when you look at your competitors' products, you want to figure out what the middle of the range is. What is the average price these courses are being sold for? And then in that middle range, we want to go for the very high end of that. So we don't want to end up pricing ourselves out of the market by making our course the most expensive course out there, but we also don't want it to be the budget option because the price tag on your product is one of the primary indicators that people use to determine how valuable your course is. If you sell your course for only $5, then people won't even think that it's worth their time, so they won't want to buy it. Now, on the other hand, if you sell your course for $10,000, that might be a lot more money than people feel that the outcome is worth to them or that they feel they can justify spending on it or maybe even more than they have available to spend on it. I'm using these fairly extreme examples here because for different courses in different industries on different topics, there are quite different acceptable price ranges and normal price ranges. So for example, for a course on houseplant care, the price range there might be between 10 and $120. So $120 is a premium course. But on the other hand, if you're selling a course on say corporate advertising, well, in that market, a $500 course might be the discount option, with the premium option being priced at $10,000 or even $20,000. So in that market, the middle of that range is going to be something along the lines of $2,000 or $5,000. And so the high side of average might be to price your course at six or seven or $8,000. 
Again, these are just examples, but it's an important question, an important thing to think about, and an important thing to make sure you have the right strategy on because I see so many people asking like, what's the best price for an online course? And it really depends on so many things, but that doesn't mean the answer is, oh, it depends. That means that the answer is different for different markets, for different industries, and for different individual courses that create specific different outcomes in different formats for different target customers. And these things need to be figured out through the market research process and then verified in the beta launch process. Another thing that you'll want to verify during your validation process is the name of your course. Now, in 100K Mastermind, we start with some guidelines on this. Like, what makes a good course name? We have formulas to work through this. But ultimately, you want to make sure that you test the name that you come up with. We start by doing peer testing, asking the other people in the mastermind, what do you think of this name? Does it appeal to you? Does it make sense to you? And then with that objective feedback in our belt, then we can move forward to the beta launch process with that experimental name. Now, because of the way that we recommend running the beta launch, the course is still in its development phase when you first are selling it. And so there's still a lot of room and flexibility to be able to adjust and improve it from there. It's not like you've created this entire course in its most final complete form, and then you try to sell it. And then if people don't buy it, it is a very difficult process to go back and change it, maybe having to re-record many of the lessons, maybe having to create new intros for all the videos, maybe having to redesign PDFs and that sort of thing. Similarly to my focus on strategies for working less while earning more, when it comes to this early course development, we really focus on how can we make this course look as professional and polished as possible and also make sure that it is completely effective delivering the promised outcome, but at the same time, keeping it very still adjustable, customizable, changeable, so that we don't have anything set in stone and we don't make anything too difficult to change in the future. Because the whole validation process is supposed to be an educational process where we are learning and verifying what works. And we want to be able to easily take action on what we learn and then improve the course and improve the marketing for better results going forward. So the last thing we're going to talk about when it comes to what you need to validate to be able to get your course ready to scale to six figures is the marketing message. So the marketing message is primarily composed of three core things, the desires, motivations, and obstacles of your target market. So desires, that's what your target market wants. What is the outcome that they're looking for? The motivation, that's why they want it. Why do they want the outcome that they say they want? And then finally, the obstacles. These are things that they perceive are standing in their way and preventing them from getting their desire. Now, when you get started on your market research interviews, which we call DMO interviews for desire, motivation, and obstacles, you're going to have a hypothesis. You're going to have a tentative plan for the desire that your course helps people to achieve, the motivation, the reason you think that they want that desire, and also obstacles that your course is helping people to overcome. However, you go into these market research interviews with an open mind. You want to find out if maybe you're wrong because thinking you're right doesn't help you. What helps you is finding out the truth about what people actually want and then creating a course that fulfills those desires and helps them come the obstacles that they perceive. 
I would say that the majority of people in Validate and in 100K Mastermind who go through the DMO interview process end up substantially changing both their course and their marketing messages based off of what they learn. They think they know what their target market wants, but they find out that what their target market really wants is rather different. And this is what enables them to be so successful and to scale their courses to six figures and beyond. So when considering whether or not your course is ready to scale, my first question is simply, have you successfully sold it yet? If not, that doesn't at all mean that you're doomed. You might have a great course on your hands with amazing potential. It's just a little too early to tell, so you'll want to make sure that you do your research, talk to some real potential customers, and then have a profitable beta launch before you spend three months trying to build a 100K funnel. Now, if you're considering joining 100K Mastermind, then this is much less of a worry because we spend the first eight weeks running your course through the gauntlet so that we're fully confident that you'll be successful when you build your funnel. We definitely don't want you wasting your time trying to sell a product that there isn't demand for. This validation process is also really cool because you can do it even if you haven't created your course yet. Yeah, that's right. Even if your course is just an idea so far, you can still get started. And by the end of those first eight weeks, you'll have done all the research, developed your course and sold it. Aside from validating your course, the other big box that you need to check before you're ready to scale it is fully automating the purchase and delivery process. Basically, can someone buy it without you doing anything? And after they buy it, will they automatically get access to it? And will they receive instructions for how to access and use it? In the 100K Mastermind program, we guide students through this tech setup as part of their funnel build. But otherwise, you'll want to make sure that you have the steps of that setup process on your to-do list because that tech is necessary for scaling to six-figure passive income. So that's pretty much all I have for this episode. But I want to wrap this up by just reminding you that... A lot of the time, these questions to ask about is your course ready or the prep work that you need to do before you're ready to build your funnel, it can feel like busy work. It can feel like something that is preventing you from getting the outcome that you want. It can feel like a sidestep and you just want to charge forward. But I just want you to know that the reason I'm telling you how important these different prep steps are, how important it is that you're able to affirmatively answer these questions, you're able to say, yes, yes, I have successfully sold it is because this is going to be a huge factor as to whether or not you will be able to successfully scale to six figures. I really, really want you to avoid spending three plus months building out a funnel only to find that it doesn't generate any revenue at all. And that can totally be avoided. If you're willing to spend just a few weeks on this part of the process, then your success is practically guaranteed. If you're ready to build a 100K funnel on your own, then now is the time to take action. Check the show notes for the link or visit gillianperkins.com slash 100K for all the program details and to enroll for our next 100K mastermind cohort. I'm really hoping you decide to join us because I cannot wait to show you how to build your first 100K funnel so that you can finally say goodbye to those lackluster launches and hello to consistent passive income. I know you can do this. So head to gillianperkins.com slash 100K right now to find out how we can make it happen. 
thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action. Oh, 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 oh